Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, digital agency owners and podcast listeners. Before I introduce today's guest, I want to ask you a quick question. Are you currently stressed out, cash crunched, or fed up with your business? If you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead generation problem, or maybe that it's the area you live in, or maybe this market has become too competitive. Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around, and I want you to think again. In my many years of experience, I can tell you now that it's something much deeper that you're likely not even aware of yet. It's like a client who comes to you saying they need a website or Facebook ads or maybe a mobile app developed, but they don't even realize the deeper challenge or opportunity that's blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, then I want to invite you to apply for a YouGurus strategy call where we'll dig into those underlying issues and get you moving forward like never before. The aha moments will shift the way you think forever and you'll finally get the answers as to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your strategy call. Go to yougurus.com slash apply to start your application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com slash apply to get started. All right, let's introduce today's guest. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver, and today we are hanging out with Brian and Kelly McCartney, who are partners at Arcmark Branding and Marketing for Architects. They have worked in branding, communications, and marketing for more than 30 years and have both guided agency operations for large firms serving major brands, including Calvin Klein, Delta, Fawcett's, Dow Chemical, General Motors, Lipton Food, and many others. And in 2007, they founded their first agency together while living and working abroad in Zurich, Switzerland. And in 2012, they repatriated back here to the States and started focusing on the architecture market shortly after that. Brian and Kelly, welcome to the program. Hey, great to be here. Hey, great to be here, Brent. Thanks for inviting us. Yeah, of course. And full disclosure for our listeners, uh, Brian and Kelly are actually current students in our U Academy program. And we're going to talk a little bit about that later on today, about their experience and some of the things that they've been able to get from that program. But first, Brian and Kelly, can you paint us a little bit of a picture of your digital agency today? Yeah, um, you know, we're a small firm. We're based in uh, Southwest Florida, in Estero, Estero, Florida. So uh, we've been in, like like you said, we we came from a larger agency background, and when we uh, came back to the U.S. in 2012, we were looking to kind of work with the the smaller business community here in Estero and in the surrounding area. So we. We tried to kind of adapt our, our frame of thinking to that audience, and we've always been you know we're we've always been interested in doing a, a wide variety of things. So we we both have uh, creative backgrounds. Kelly's more on the communication side. I'm more on the commu- the creative side. So when we kind of came together and and, and started working together uh, first in Switzerland and then here, we we really wanted to cover. You know, a broad spectrum of services. So, starting with branding, 
then uh, website design, and then marketing. So that's kind of where, what we what we focused on. And for the last couple of years, we really trained our focus on architects and serving serving the what we call the AEC, the architect, engineering, and construction industry. So um, that's been our focus, and and uh, I think it's going pretty well. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's going well. Being here in a small market, we were trying to adapt what we've learned working in bigger firms with bigger clients and bringing some of that discipline and the approach to smaller market clients. There was some frustration with that. So when we started looking at niching into architects, it really helped give some clarity and direction to what we're doing, how we're doing it, and who we're doing it for. And that's made a big difference, I think, especially in the last year. So you mentioned that you were you founded your your agency together while you were in Switzerland, and before that, you were working with uh, these either you know through big agencies or directly with these big name brands. Tell me a little bit about that 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 story. Like you were you were abroad and just decided, hey, we should leave these big agency jobs and go start our own small company. Like, what? Take us back to that moment a little bit. It was kind of that simple. Uh, Brian had worked for a large agency in Zurich. And he had been working on General Motors and some other interesting clients. And after they went through some internal changes, he actually stepped away from it and started in on his own. And through some networking, landed his first client who needed a lot of help and put him to work right away on helping to rebuild an intranet and then helping to enhance their visual assets library. And he started traveling around the world, working on projects for this client and he needed help. So in the meantime, I had been starting up the European office for the agency I'd been with in the US and that had been busy and interesting and fun, but I was kind of looking for a change. So when he mentioned that he was thinking of hiring someone to help him, I suggested that maybe that person could be me. And we didn't Think about it a whole lot in terms of (laughs) what we were giving up because what we saw we would be gaining by working together kind of made up for that. And we're still sort of at that point. Were you already married at this point or had you been married for a while or was this like a new thing? Uh, No, we had been married. uh, We got married in 2001. I started my own firm in 2000. Three, so um, I left. I left uh, the agency world in two thousand three, and then I think Kelly started with me. Was that two thousand six or two thousand seven? Two thousand seven, officially. Yeah, officially in two thousand seven. I was scrambling to help him on weekends a little. <laughs> I, I was up the back end of the office. I was literally. <laughs> I, I literally. It was. I remember this conversation so vividly. I had just gotten off a plane. I think I was in. South Africa or something like that. And I just come back from South Africa. I, 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 I just come home and I was like, Kelly, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't have time to write invoices. I don't, you know, I don't have time for anything. I'm just getting on and off planes and traveling all over the place. And, and I said, I need to hire an assistant. And she just kind of gave me this look like, well, what would that person do? And, <laughs> and it was like, you know, after that, we were like, oh, okay, whatever. We're just going to start a new business together. And so we actually started uh, a separate firm from, you know, couldn't, I couldn't just bring her on as a partner in my 
firm uh, at the time. So we started a new firm together and that, that kind of launched our working together uh, now for 12 years. <laughs> That's pretty good. I know, I know from, you know, a lot of people in our community and beyond that, uh, you know, working with your spouse is a, it's like a natural progression for a lot of folks, but sometimes it's not something that we sit down and think like, is this the best idea or not? You know, I mean, did you have a lot of conversations or was it just like, Hey, this probably is a, is a good idea. And it just kind of gelled and, and worked. You know, in retrospect, I, I kind of wish we had, uh, at least in the had, early had, part. Had a conversation about it. There was more than just, I need an assistant. Will yeah. you do that? Yeah. I think, I think, uh, the, we could have used a little bit more, uh, thought and, and, uh, what I would say is that it would have been it would have been nice to have a, a little bit better understanding of the ground rules at the beginning of the game, but uh, but I think we did okay. Uh, we kind of it was a lot of trial by fire uh, for us in the beginning. I mean, we were so busy at that point in time that we just didn't have a lot of room for discussion about things, and and, and there were some heated moments for sure. I think over what's, time, uh, what's a what's a what's an example of something that maybe was a, a little bit of a hiccup that you were able to overcome, and and uh, maybe a solution or a tactic that would benefit some of our members and listeners that have uh, that maybe are in are are in the spouse relationship thing. Yeah, two things. One is that we kept trying to sit in the same seat in the organization. Yeah, and mm. not really understanding how to just find our our spot, stay with that, and then be willing to delegate and trust each other in our own seats. And that really is a concept that I think in the past two years, we've understood a whole lot better. And the other aspect was we had come from large agencies where we had teams of people. And even though we know how to do everything, we had people behind us supporting us and able to work for us. So we were working up and down across the range of everything that it took to serve the client, develop the business and serve the client. And then as we started to add staff that helped, and the big thing that really helped was getting out of a home office and into a separate office. So even though we work a little bit from home now and then, and we'll pick up and work after dinner sometimes, there's still a very clear physical line between work and home. Mm. So, I mean, in your case, creating that physical boundary, this is home, this is work, even though we could work from home probably full time, you've chosen to not do that and to have the office and have the space. Um, yeah, actually, when we first started out, we lived in a, uh, a really nice uh, two floor loft apartment with, you know, this open gallery space. It was beautiful and wonderful. And it allowed us to have separate areas for work and for living. So we, we basically had our, our bedroom and our living space upstairs and we had our office downstairs. But what we found was, you know, it would be eight, nine, 10, 11 o'clock at night. And we were still sitting in front of the computer. And when, when we got away from working at home and got into a physical office, you know, it just that, that closing the laptop and taking it home. Yeah, it's there if we need it. But if we don't, we're just going to chill out, enjoy some time together and uh, reflect on the, you know, the non-work stuff. And, and that, that really makes a big difference. 
When you were working in uh, Zurich, you mentioned going to, I think you said kind of somewhere in Africa and um, kind of traveling all over. Were you getting clients mostly in Europe and kind of that whole region of the world? Or were you working with clients back here in, in the States? How did you guys kind of get the agency off the ground, if you will? So the like Kelly said, um, I met someone at a networking event in Zurich. That we had a really vibrant expat networking community. And um, so one of the people that I came across, uh, we, we had met uh, casually and we realized we had a lot of mutual friends and so forth and uh, had some great discussions. But, uh, and I, I was trying to help her with a, a small project she was consulting on at the time, but that never really panned out. But about a year later, she landed a, uh, a role as the director of communications for a large multinational global manufacturer power generation company, a big, huge, nasty corporation. And uh, <laughs> so uh, when she got into that role, uh, she needed help and she, she didn't have the space to hire for every position. So she brought me on as kind of a creatives consultant. And that really, out of that, we we really built the the firm. I, I, we that we build probably a million and a half on that one client in the first two years. And to be honest, the big mistake we made was we were we were so overwhelmed with that client that we really didn't have time to develop too many other clients. Most of the other projects were much smaller in comparison. So when the economy kind of caught up to Switzerland, you know, that, 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 that work dwindled really quickly and we kind of hit a, a big slump for a while. Um, but we eventually were able to pull out of that and, and, and move on. So you kind of had like the, the whale client that dried yeah. up, disappeared. Yeah. Oh, they dried up. They, they gave us a call and said, yeah, we're done. No more work. And, uh, you know, we'll give you Overnight. a call if we need you. Really? <laughs> Overnight, and then we we did land another fairly large client again, a, a multinational who happened to be in an office three blocks from our door. So yeah. we had a lot of face to face time with the client. And got pulled in on on things that we would never have expected, right. but we had the proximity to just be the person to show up when she needed us. Yeah, and so that was a good few years working with her as well. Yeah, and we passed off. The work that we had been doing to another, to a friend of ours over there when we moved, and that was still active. And this client has still been in contact over the years. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, was that difficult transitioning when you decided to move back to the states? That I mean, that's a pretty big, you know, uh, move in terms of your your network and maybe where you're getting referrals and word of mouth. If that's the primary driver of your agency, and then all of a sudden you move back here, uh, I think to Florida, right? And then um, right. and then kind of where were you left at that point? We didn't know anyone here. We knew my dad and my stepmom. Yeah. That's, that starting was, from scratch. Yeah, it was completely starting from scratch. We didn't know anybody in the business community. We didn't even know when we first came back. We didn't even really know if we even wanted to continue to run our own business. Um, we were kind of... I would say that we had a, a very... You know, those first five years of our business... It, they were fun and, and they were great. And we've learned, we learned a lot from it, but we, we also stressed a lot. And I think that was what motivated us to really go after smaller clients is because we, we just found a lot of stress with those large corporate clients. 
so when we came back and we finally did decide to, to you know, start a new business here, I mean, it took a while. I think, I think it was a full nine months before we really said, yes, we're doing this. <laughs> Fortunately, we had a little bit of cushion to be able to do that. But uh, when we finally did do it, we, we, we said, you know, we're going to focus on the, the small and medium-sized companies uh, locally rather than chase corporate clients again. So that's, yeah. Yeah, it was a big transition. <laughs> so not only, not only are you transitioning in your geography and where you live, obviously going from Switzerland to Florida is a, is a, I assume a little bit of a culture shock. Um, and then you're also changing a little bit of your market focus, going from big corporate to small to medium-sized businesses, helping them with websites and branding and, and whatnot. So, so was that something like, what, what were some of those challenges that you experienced with that transition in terms of, of the market and trying to kind of get your feet underneath yourselves? For me, one of the things that we noticed, the first thing we did is we joined the Chamber of Commerce to get to meet people. There was good networking. It was going to be a good way of making some connections. Well, what I found was that many of the other small agencies in town were do it all, take it all on, really jack of all trades without much focus or differentiation and very competitive and protective of what they had. Part of that was due to how badly this area was hit by the economic collapse. It was because the area relies largely on tourism and real estate, it was really devastated. A lot of businesses went under and a few that survived in the marketing branding arena were the ones who picked up and took on anything that they could take on. So it was a little bit different environment to get into from work. It was hard to find, reach out and see if there were other firms that we could partner with agencies to uh, collaborate freelancers, So that was a hard part to get over. And then finding potential clients who got it, who understood what we could bring to the table and how we communicated what we could bring to the table. So there's Mm. a lot of events. Yeah. So, so you guys ended up, uh, I've been working with you now for about the last year and a half. And then we've been helping you kind of focusing in on not just general small to medium businesses, uh, in your, in your local area, right? And, and not really right. making you rely on uh, referrals and word of mouth so much. So let's kind of talk, we, we've talked a little bit about your, your kind of backstory, but let's talk a little bit about before we uh, started working together. I mean, in terms of how you thought about marketing and sales and how you were going to create a system to deliver and delight with your clients. Like what were some of those challenges that you were experiencing that obviously you started to reach out and look for help? Yeah, that's, um, you know, I think we first found out about you gurus through a webinar for, through a Facebook ad on, uh, on Facebook, through an ad on Facebook. And then we sat in on, uh, your, your webinar, your free webinar or something like that. And it, it was like, it was really like you were, you were in my head because you were talking about all these struggles that we were dealing with or, or didn't even know that we were dealing with, but that, you know, we, we had a sense of, and I think some of that was certainly that we were 
we were trying to be everything to everyone. Uh, we were trying to go after too broad of a spectrum of client. There's such inconsistency and in, in from client to client, and it really we really couldn't develop any real traction uh, in the market uh, because of that. We had really, I think it, it, it's funny being marketers and, uh, and, and and communicators all our lives. We we came to this realization that a lot of people just didn't know what we did, and part of that was. We had a way of speaking in our corporate life, you know, using a certain terminology and things like that, that I think a lot of people like at the medium, small business level, like it just didn't click with them. And so we were speaking like to a wrong audience almost. I think uh, when we when we first saw that webinar, we watched it together and we were like, we're like, wow, we need to, we need to do this right now. And it was, uh, it was really, it, it was really eye-opening. I, it, you feel the same way? It was, yeah. Yeah. So Brian convinced me to watch it. Yeah. She's the cynical one, by the way. She's the <laughs> one that. I've I, seen it. I've heard it. I've been to seminars. I've read the books. Kelly, I, Kelly, this might change our relationship right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that. Within the first five minutes, I was just sitting there with my mouth open and glanced over at Brian. And it was really clear that somebody understood what we needed even before we understood what we needed and yeah. was communicating it in a way that it made sense. And, and I'll be honest, like up until that point, I think there was a lot of struggle with our, we were really struggling to figure out. I think what we wanted to be when I grew up, you know, that kind of, it was that kind of thing. Like we do all this stuff and why don't more people love us? And, you know, it's like, we're so good. And and at least once a week we were saying, is this really what we should be doing? Yeah. Should we just be doing something completely different? Exactly. So we, we were going through a lot of that turmoil and I think, you know, uh, going through boot camp really helped us kind of get down to, like okay, yes, this is what we want to do, and but we need it. We need a we need our own strategy. We need our own roadmap, and uh, yeah, that really helped a lot. Hey, what's up, digital agency owners? Are you currently an SEO agency or an agency that offers SEO services to your clients? I have some exciting news for you today. There's a platform called SEO Monitor that is built specifically to help digital agencies provide more effective SEO campaigns for their clients, ultimately helping you guys make more money and be more profitable. SEO Monitor is the only SEO platform that is actively working for you as an agency. Their platform is laser focused on companies that are offering SEO services to their clients providing deep insights on keywords, campaign level reporting, and also a topic explorer that's gonna help you provide better keyword research for your clients. Their platform understands the dynamics of running multiple SEO campaigns and also managing multiple clients under one platform. One of my favorite tools within the SEO Monitor platform is their forecasting tool. This tool literally allows you to forecast the value of SEO services so that you can go back to your clients and help pitch them on higher value services, which is totally in alignment with everything that YouGurus teaches. 
SEO Monitor offers a world-class support team, so they're there when you need them, and they have top-level service-level agreements to make sure that your agency is always able to deliver to your clients. If you want to find out more about the SEO Monitor and YouGurus partnership, go to seomonitor forward slash DAS for Digital Agency Show. That's seomonitor.com forward slash DAS. On that page, there's more information about how SEO Monitor is going to help you level up your SEO game, deliver better results to your clients, and become more profitable. There's links out to their free Topics Explorer tool, which is pretty awesome, free for anybody to use, and I highly recommend it. They also have information about their Spark program, which is a $5,000 grant for SEO agencies or companies that are focused on SEO that have been in business for less than three years. So check that out at seomonitor.com forward slash DAS. All right, let's get back to our program. I, I love what you said about, you know, you were trying to be everything to everyone. Yeah. I feel like I'm sure there's a lot of uh, agency owners listening on to this right now that are probably nodding their head or and or uh, getting that feeling in the pit of their stomach of, you know, like, that's me, you know, that I, I don't maybe have uh, a niche or uh, an expertise or an authority uh, position in a market where where I really know who I serve and I know how I serve them. And I know those most valuable problems that I can kind of solve in that market uh, before kind of like what you're talking about with you gurus, right? Before my customer even knows that that's really what they're working on, that I've already, like I'm already kind of inside their head, so to speak, uh, versus being so reactive. Like whenever I talk to a lot of agency owners, it's like, you know, how do you get your clients? Well, referrals and word of mouth, right? People just kind of send people our way until of course, one day they don't. Or we have the whale clients, and then we don't have the whale client, right? Yeah. Uh, which you guys have have uh, experienced in um, uh, probably too 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 personal of a situation, right? Of having that big client that's generating a half a million or whatever it was a year, and then all of a sudden, like the rug gets pulled out from underneath you. Well, the, the other thing for us too is that you know we were trying like like a client would come in, and we would spend an hour with them. And then, and then we would spend like a full week trying to figure out like, okay, what do they need? And how do we, how do we build that out? And, you know, what, what should that cost? And, and it, it, it was really haphazard how we were approaching like the whole proposal thing and, and, and every client was different. So obviously we had to reinvent that wheel every time. And for mm. us, it was frustrating because having worked in corporate and done it, the right way, the corporate way, we couldn't do that with these or, small businesses. It that approach didn't. We didn't work. think we could. Yeah, yeah but it. <laughs> but I think. Well, you don't have. Yeah, you're right. Like, if you're talking about, you know, some of these companies that you've worked with in your, you know, General Motors, Dow Chem, you know, if they want to go out there and do audience analysis and build out right. custom avatars. I remember when I was collaborating and doing a lot of work with Adobe and they had this like amazing internal document with a dozen different customer avatars and every one of them was like named and there was a photo that represented them and they knew what they ate right. for breakfast and they yep. like, you know, they had all this like amazing information and that was how they, you know, how they did their targeting and their campaigns and their strategies and everything had like a, you know, a team of, you know, uh, of experts, right? People that were right. full-time, they were the top of their game, you know, working together and really working this out. Whereas you compare that to like, 
a local restaurant that's maybe a hot place in town doing a million bucks a year, like they're successful from the terms of a small business owner. But you know, when they think of a marketing strategy, they're like, I got, I got 20 grand this year, right? Or whatever, you know, that number is, you know, how do we market my restaurant for the rest of this year on, on that, right? Like there's, there's no like, you know, uh, focus groups, right? <laughs> like it's like, it's, it's just a different environment. So I, I get what you're saying, Kelly, in terms of, you know, can you do that when every client is a totally different market where you're having right. to learn the business, when you're having to relearn, you know, the, the triggers and the, the, how they make money and the, the, the strategies that work and don't work. You know, I was on one of my sessions with another uh, client and we were kind of having that conversation and he was like, you know, it was crazy. Like before I had a niche, not only was I reinventing the wheel, but like every project was like a high risk engagement because like we were coming up with strategies that were totally untested. Like they were, they were good ideas, sound strategies. Had they been tested by 20 other companies in that same market before? Like absolutely not. Right. A lot of it was like the very first time. So I so know that feeling. I so know that. Like, so yeah. We're just going to wing it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I mean, you're going to do good work and you're going to, you know, but this exactly. is, this is the, this is something we don't know. What's that, Brian? But we don't know. <laughs> yeah. Wait, it's going to look good and the process is sound. Well, this came up on, on a call we had. Um, I don't know if it was in our group or not, but it was like, how do we promise results? Like a lot of agency owners that aren't niched, this conversation comes up of like, well, I can't guarantee my client results. And a lot of that comes down to just the fact that you have never, you know, you haven't done this before. And so it is really hard to guarantee those results versus I think when you get more focused in, in a specific practice area or niche or whatever your, you know, your specialty is, you know, through, through repetition, maybe you get a little bit more clear on, you know, can we get this client results or not? And that, that confidence starts going up. So, so through this process, like, I mean, you, we kind of said in your intro that you focused on the architecture market and it's been, uh, I'm not going to say it's an easy road. Like it's a simple idea, but it certainly hasn't been easy for you to make this transition and to do what you guys have been doing. What do you think has helped you so far in this transition? Like what are some of those lessons learned, those things that maybe if you could do it over again and it would happen faster the next time around that you would maybe either avoid or lean harder into sooner? Two things I think were pivotal early on. One was getting involved with an association and diving into that, actually attending the conference, meeting the people, getting on the phone, talking to their marketing director, and then having her introduce us to some people, one of whom turned into our first champion. It was completely out of the blue that that person we met in far north up in um, Jacksonville is just up the road a few miles from our office here. So we started to see her more often, talk to her more often. And it's not that she's brought us business. She did help us land on a stage later coming up this summer. But I think in talking to her, it helped us gain some confidence and it gave us a sounding board to try test out things and to hear that's exactly what we need to hear. That's, you need to talk about that. So I think those two things helped boost our confidence and our determination from the perspective of being out there working, working in it. And I love to hear like the word champion. This is something that we talk a lot about in our, in our community, but for our listeners uh, who might not be familiar with the idea of a market champion, kind of in your own words, what is, what is a champion and, and why is that important for you as you start to, to choose this market? 
Yeah. Uh, so a champion to us is somebody who's in your niche that is, or, or who is either in your niche or working with your niche that's willing to kind of uh, help you develop relationships, introduce you to people, um, help educate you about the market. Or, you know, if, if, if it's the case, not, not in this case for us, but who might be able to help you get referrals and things like that for projects. Our champion is an architect herself. She's a, very well known in the state of Florida. She's very involved in the architecture community, also in the AIA, which is their uh, their leading uh, association. So she's uh, she's an influencer. Uh, she's a thought leader, and she's a talented architect herself. And she's just given us a wealth of uh, understanding and insights into the world of architecture and and what they struggle with and, and, and what their challenges are. So, and, and she has gotten us this opportunity to get on stage with the AIA this summer in Orlando. So that'll be their state convention. And uh, yeah, for us, it's just been a, a really helpful to have a partner like her uh, who's, who's so, it, it was funny because when we first met her, I, I couldn't tell you that, you know, like looking back then, I was like, oh, she's a nice person, you know. Oh, she's she's she lives near us. We'll we'll maybe go have a drink with her. The first time we, we had a drink with her, we went out, we had a glass of wine, and she she just asked us, so tell me what you do. And after we explained it, she's like, Oh my God, this is what I've been telling architects for the last, you know, umpteen years. And you have to do more of this. You have to do more of that. And she's like, you guys are perfect. I am just gonna, I'm just gonna make sure everybody knows about you. And we're just looking at each other, we're like pinching each other under the table. <laughs> this is perfect. Yeah, and, and and so obviously you did some some work with her, and then that started opening up doors to the association. Well, and to be honest, her. you know, we didn't do any work with her initially. She was just like, I'm gonna help you, and then. <laughs> And then uh, in the last six months or so, we started talking about, well, how can we help you? And that's when, um, that's when we, we kind of made a deal. So we did a little trade of, a trade of favors. So she, she helped us get on stage at the AIA. And so we, just, we offered her uh, to, to do discovery with her for free. And, um, and now she's uh, agreed to... Uh, uh, pay us to do some additional work for her. So it's really been a win-win for us. <laughs> yeah. Congrats on that. That's, that's really cool. And I mean, yeah. and that's the fun part. I mean, when we talk about, you know, program, we're talking about like market champions and kind of, you know, how that works. I think, you know, how you've just described your experience working through that process is, you know, exactly what we talked about. You know, a champion is kind of your ideal customer, like in animated, right? Like in real life, right? And the fact that this person is, not just a client or a potential client, but they're also willing to connect you with other people, right? There's just kind of those super connectors out there in the in the world. And when you find them uh, in, in your market, then all of a sudden uh, it can kind of let you um, very rapidly get trust and credibility in the marketplace. Now, right. one thing I want to talk about is you mentioned attending a conference and kind of getting involved with an association early on. And, and I think a lot of folks out there feel resistance around investing time and money in marketing activities like this. Like for example, somebody I'll be talking to somebody and, and 
you know, I'll be like, well, here's an association. Literally, it's like a group of people who is your target market. They have an event. You can go to the event. It's maybe like 300 bucks or 500 or 800. And all of a sudden people are like, oh, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to, you know, spend 500. You know, it's like, what? Spend 500 bucks to go like hang out and just be like, you know, you know, it's like there's this huge resistance around investing time and money in those relationships. Was that, did you experience that friction uh, between the two of you as you were getting involved in AIA? Or did you just kind of say, look, this is probably good business. We're already involved in the chamber. It made really good sense because it was putting us that much closer to our, to the niche we had said we wanted to work with. And within a short amount of time, I'd say maybe three months from when we first visited and attended the the conference, the statewide conference, came back, uh, did not re-up either of our chamber memberships. So we saved that money. We could put that into the state membership for the next year and the travel. So right away, it clicked and it made more sense. What we realized, and it was a bit of a frustration, was with the chambers, there was great networking. We made great connections with people who are good friends. But in terms of fueling our business, it was the, the hamster wheel. It was mm. the same people, the same conversations, every event. How, so, how, yeah, how is that changed though now? So I think with, with working with the AIA and we go to some of the events over on the, the local, the, we go to some of the events on the East Coast, we're on the Gulf Coast, we drive over to the East Coast to attend some events at the Fort Lauderdale chapter. We're talking in groups of people who are likely to be clients or know someone who could be a client. And we're learning more and more from them about the business we want to focus on instead of having these general conversations about generic stuff with people that we aren't a good fit for. So it's, that's been a really great investment of our time and our money. So you were able to kind of reshift resources that you already had. You already had a little bit of history with associations and, and that kind of stuff. And, and what I love to hear about the, the progress you've made, it's kind of like each conversation at these events is building your authority, building your expertise. Uh, Brian, I know you were recently featured on a podcast in your market, which congrats on that too. Uh, you know, yeah. it sounds like you guys got a, a real stage coming up, but also those virtual stages are, are big wins. Uh, so now you, you were able to go on this podcast and you were able to share some really specific experience, but how did that affect in terms of results? Like it's not just, Hey, we're the Jack of all trades now, which is something you kind of talked about as a before this whole process, but what was your experience going through that? So, uh, yeah, I, it was, so the story behind the podcast that got featured on the Entra architect podcast and the podcast is for entrepreneurial architects. It's a guy named Mark LePage. He's a wonderful guy. I really enjoy any chance I get to share some time with him and speak with him. And he's an architect himself. He started this business to help other architects master the foundations of business. Like, you know, how do I build a profitable business? How do I create systems and processes? How do I market my business? And so he invited, I, I reached out to him just on LinkedIn. And I said, Hey, we're in the same space. I'd love to talk to you. I've been an admirer of your podcast and your website. And, you know, I'd love to, love to talk to you. So we, uh, 
and it took a while. I, he, I guess he's not as active on LinkedIn as he is on other, I probably should just email, but uh, we, we finally connected and we scheduled a, like a, you know, half hour chat on zoom. And, um, you know, we, we started talking and it just right away, I, I didn't even ask, you know, it was just like within 10 minutes of us starting to talk, he was like, well, would you like to be on my podcast? And he's since invited me to be, to do a webinar for his community. All that stuff was like, it, it just kind of landed in my lap. And it was all because I said, I want to help architects. And, you know, this has been our focus, you know, all that stuff that we've been doing, all the stuff that we have been learning about, it just was like, boom, right there in that moment, he got it. He understood that we were, we had good intentions that we, we could help his audience. And he wanted, he wanted to invite us to do more. And uh, I think that was just such a great thing. The results, well, I was on the podcast. We, uh, uh, I think it went live uh, two, Friday two, two Fridays ago. And, uh, you know, like, I, I think I was telling you the other day, you know, first few days over the weekend, I was like, oh, nobody's, nobody's responding to our offer. <laughs> and then Monday hit. And I think we had uh, five signups for uh, uh, we we offered a web audit, free web audit, and consultation calls. So now I've had, I think I've had three of those calls already. One of them I I'm pretty sure will turn into a client here. The others were probably not ideal for us, but um, a little bit too small firms uh, for us to to really help effectively. But uh, it's yeah, I mean to get five. Uh, scheduled conversations with potential clients off of uh, the 40 minute uh, podcast interview. I think that's pretty awesome. So I'm it's, really it's happy. Like, with that. It's like 40 minutes a year into making, right? It's, it's like, right. you know, the, the, the stuff that had to happen, right? Cause you had to understand the market. Yeah. You had to have that, you know, the champion and those first handful of clients, in the market and the experience of the association and the, the going to the events. I mean, all that plays into it. But kind of like what Kelly was talking about earlier of having to waste all that time reinventing the wheel. It's like now, now it's like these past actions are benefiting every future interaction and things are getting easier and you're getting better results out of each incremental interaction that you have in the market, which I can't wait right. to hear what happens at your, uh, at, at the, uh, when you take the stage uh, later in the summer. And that's what we've talked about a lot in, in, in our mentor uh, sessions with you and, you know, the, building that momentum, you know, like the each each step builds a bigger step ahead of you and it gives you more of that that swing in the right direction. And that's to me, now I'm starting to tell architects about how they need to build momentum and what they need to do to take those steps to to build that 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 head of steam on their marketing efforts. Nice. So I'll be out there in the marketplace one day and I'll I'll see how a, an architect is marketing themselves and I'll be like Hmm, that, that looks like who no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, awesome. This is this has been super educational. Thank you, Brian and Kelly, for for going deep. I think it was really cool to hear your story around you know living abroad, working together as partner spouses. Your evolution from jack of all trades, the kind of generalist agency, to now a specialist agency serving a market, becoming that authority, becoming the go-to pros and in-demand professionals in that market. So it's been really cool to hear about that. Uh, are you ready for our lightning round? As ready as we'll ever be. <laughs> All right. Now there's two of you, so we'll have to answer fast, but what's the best advice you've ever received? 
Raise your prices. Kelly? You uh, get, get comfortable saying no. Yeah. Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? Oh, man, that's tough. I think we're, we're good at throwing ourselves into something. Yeah. Yeah, we're, yeah, that, I, that is true. We, you know, uh, I, I, I know this is lightning round, but yeah, we definitely are willing to try something at least once or twice before we'll give up on it. So yeah, we're, we're not, we don't have any fears about trying new things. Can you share an internet resource, a tool or app that you use that you think our listeners would find valuable? For me, um, one of the apps that I love is Rev. Uh, so that's the audio recording and transcribing tool uh, from Rev.com. What do you, any, any of you want to type? I think one of the things that's been super helpful has been getting our proposals online. And, and we're still at the point of, of moving those into having things that are somewhat modular where we don't spend nearly as much time building out the proposal contract document anymore. So I've been, we, Brian set that up to do it in NUSI and I've been learning yeah, how to do that. NUSI, N-U-S-I-I.com. Sweet. We'll uh, definitely include links out to that in our show notes. Uh, what book could you recommend and why? Essentialism is one of my favorites. For me, um, Pia Silva's uh, Badass Your Brand. I love that book. I've, I've read it multiple times. Nice. Those are two awesome book recommendations. Uh, listeners, if you're on the road or on a run right now and you're looking to get those links out to those resources, those apps later on, check it out at our show notes, yougurus.com forward slash podcast. Brian and Kelly's episode will be right there at the top. Just click on that. You'll get lots of key takeaways and links to all these awesome resources. Brian and Kelly, how can our audience find out more about you? Is there anything that you have they can check out? Yeah, I mean, so me personally, you connect with me on social media. Just search for Brilliant Brian, and my name is spelled B-R-Y-O-N, Brian with a yo. For our business, uh, arcmark.co, C-O, is where you can find us. And Kelly's around on social media. She's not as active as me, so... <laughs> So if you're, if you're gonna if you're gonna Facebook stock somebody, then Facebook stock uh, uh, Brian, and so we'll yeah. link out your your social profiles as well as your website on our show notes. As I said before, guys, yougurus.com for us podcast. Click on that top podcast there for Brian and Kelly, and you'll get links out to their website, their social media profiles, their book recommendations, the tools and apps they talked about during the course of this episode. Brian and Kelly, thank you so much for stopping by the show. This has been an awesome conversation. Really glad you guys had an opportunity to share your story today. Thank you so much, Brent. Thanks, Brent. It's a treat. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. And that is our program for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming at you to help your digital agency grow and achieve freedom in your business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. Thanks again for tuning in to the Digital Agency Show. Before we close out, I wanted to check in on your answer to my question from the beginning of the episode. Are you stressed out, cash crunched? fed up with your business? Now, if you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead generation problem. Maybe that it's the area you live in or that this market has gotten too competitive. Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around. And I want you to think again. In my many years of experience, I can tell you now it's something much deeper that you're likely not even aware of yet. It's like a client who says they need a website, Facebook ads, or a mobile app when they don't even realize it's a deeper challenge is blocking them from success. 
Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, then I want to invite you to apply for a strategy call where we're going to dig into those underlying issues in your business and get you moving forward like never before. The aha moments that you're going to have will shift the way you think forever and you'll finally get the answers as to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your YouGurus strategy call today. Go to yougurus.com slash apply to start the application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com slash apply to get started. Thanks again for tuning in. Join us next week for another episode of the Digital Agency Show.